ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and uh, to the standing between the living and the dead, happy Good Friday to you. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, son of Daniel White Jr., now in heaven, grandson of Daniel White Sr., president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 504, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. Uh, This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 24 through 34. Holy Father God, Grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit uh, to read. Pardon me, Lord. To read your Holy Word and to understand it, and to cherish it, and to comprehend it, and to obey it, and to love it more, and to teach it more, preach it more, live it more, and preach the gospel from it for your glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor, the distinct privilege, and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord at 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 24 through 34. Now, therefore... As the Lord liveth, which hath established me, and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who hath made me an house as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him 
that he died. And unto Abiathar the priest said the king, Get thee to Anathoth unto thine own fields, for thou art worthy of death. But I will not at this time put thee to death, because thou bearest the ark of the Lord God before David my father, and because thou hast been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted. So Solomon thrust out Abiathar from being priest unto the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord, which he spake concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. Then tidings came to Joab, for Joab had turned after Adonijah, for Joab had turned after Adonijah, though he turned not after Absalom. And Joab fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord, and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told King Solomon that Joab was fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord. And behold, he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go fall upon him. And Benaiah came to the tabernacle of the Lord and said unto him, Thus saith the king, Come forth. And he said, Nay, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, Thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. And the king said unto him, Do as he hath said, and fall upon him, and bury him, that thou mayest take away the innocent blood which Joab shed from me and from the house of my father. And the Lord shall return his blood upon his own head, who fell upon two men more righteous and better than he, and slew them with the sword, my father David now knowing thereof. Pardon me. My father David not knowing thereof, to wit, Abner, the son of Ner, captain of the host of Israel, and Amasa, the son of Jether, captain of the host of Judah. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab, and upon the head of his seed forever, but upon David, and upon his seed, and upon his house, and upon his throne shall there be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up, and fell upon him, and slew him. 
and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I cannot thank you enough for how by the power of your Holy Spirit you minister and speak to my heart from your ancient word. I have no words, I am speechless, and I stand amazed. Help us all to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ, our Good Friday Savior, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins on this day. Some 2,000 years ago, God in his mercy still working on the hearts of man to confess their sins and repent and get saved by believing in his Son the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, Jesus Christ. Family, friends, and foes, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 129. We're at Psalm 14.3. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Dr. Spurgeon expounds, They are all gone aside, without exception. All men have apostatized. My, my, my. Pardon me, apostatized from the Lord their Maker, from His laws, and from all the eternal principles of right. Like stubborn heifers, they have steadily refused to receive the yoke. Like errant sheep, they have found a gap and left the right field. The original speaks of the race as a whole, as a totality, and humanity as a whole has become depraved in heart and defiled in life. They have altogether become filthy as a whole. They are spoiled and soured like corrupt leaven, 
or as some put it, they have become putrid and even stinking. The only reason why we do not more clearly see this foulness is because we are accustomed to it. Just as those who work daily among offensive odors at last cease to smell them. The miller does not observe the noise of his own mill, and we are slow to discover our own ruin and wickedness and depravity. But are there no special cases? Are all men sinful? Yes, says the psalmist. In a manner not to be mistaken, they are. He has put it positively, he repeats it negatively. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. The Hebrew phrase is an utter denial concerning any mere man that he of himself doeth good. What can be more sweeping? This is the verdict of the all-seeing Jehovah, who cannot exaggerate, lie, or mistake, as if no hope of finding a solitary specimen of a good man among the unrenewed human family might be harbored for an instant. The Holy Spirit is not content with saying all and all together but adds the crushing threefold negative, none, no, not, one. My, my, my. What say the opponents to the doctrine of natural depravity to this? Rather, what do we feel concerning it? Do we not confess that we by nature are corrupt? And do we not bless the sovereign grace which has renewed us in the spirit of our minds through Jesus Christ, that sin may no more have dominion over us, but that grace may rule and reign in our lives? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you for moving us and moving our hearts and minds, souls, and spirits through your holy word and through the expounding of your holy word through your servant, teacher, and preacher, and minister, the prince of preachers, he being dead yet speaketh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. We give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. We are back at the family verses. I have dubbed these verses the family verses. We're back in our family segment. This time talking to husbands. God is talking to husbands, by the way. And God does not offer advice. He gives commandments. And as we have just heard in the previous segment, we have a problem obeying commandments, people. That, that's the problem with us. 
Anyway, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh, No excuses, in the words of Dr. Tony Evans. Uh, Just do it. You just do it. And this is what we want our wives to do. And this is what God wants you to do, sir. And just do it. She may be unlovable, but you're unlovable too. According to our last passage, all of us are unlovable because all of us are depraved and wicked and sinful. See, so get off your high horse uh, demanding perfection and you're not perfect. Uh, You're not perfect yourself. Okay, you're you're dealing with a sinner now, just like God is dealing with a sinner. I don't know how he deals with us. I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's all rooted deeply in his love, which if you try to even get your head around it, it'll blow your mind. His love will blow your mind. It is blowing your mind. So it, what we need to focus on is loving him back and being obedient to him, doing what he said. He's the master. Whether you like that word or not, you are woke individuals. Jesus is the master. What he says goes. Jesus said, very humbly and meekly, by the way, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's all. Because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. Why not keep my commandments? Do what I, I have told you to do. I died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Hmm. I think I have enough clout to tell you what to do. Verse 27, that, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Husband, you have a job. Help make your wife better. God wants you to help her to be a better woman, a better wife, a better mother. You have a job to do. The way you do that is you pray with her and for her. Have you prayed for her today? Then shut up about all of the problems you have with her. Do you pray with her every day, all day, like God expects you to do? Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end. Men are always to pray, not to faint. You think he's playing? The Bible says pray without ceasing. Continue instant in prayer. Because your wife is so unlovable, you ought to pray the more. I didn't say she was unlovable. You said it. Because you want to divorce her instead of trying to have her be better. Have her be a better woman. Hang in there with her. As uh, she's trying to hang in there with you. Or any such thing not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And that's love too. Yeah, that's right. Putting up with people is love. God puts up with you. Being patient with people is love. Read First Corinthians 13. You'll see what love is about. Uh, see, you have been deceived and bamboozled. And you have run amok, thinking that love is date night. There's nowhere in the Bible, uh, nobody with common sense is going to take somebody out on a date on the same night every week, thinking that that's going to do something. It's not going to do anything but run you in the poor house. 
the best meal you ever have is one that your wife cooks lovingly and you know what's in it and you can pop in the kitchen and see her put the natural stuff and the and the healthy stuff in it. You don't know listen to me very carefully. I don't care what restaurant you want to go to and spend five hundred dollars at. You don't know what they're doing to your food back there, boy. They you don't know. You trust you people trust people who run restaurants and people who put spices in bottles more than you trust God. You don't know what you're getting. So a man to love their wives as their own bodies. He doesn't love his wife, love himself. Just do it. Don't talk about it. Don't try to uh, pick it apart. Just do it, man. Just do it. Huh? For no man ever yet hated his own flesh. I know I don't hate myself. I've never even thought about committing suicide or destroying myself or harming myself. I don't think like that. I, 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 I go with this passage right here. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh. I do not hate me. Huh? Okay, how about you? Now this is a universal statement, so it's the same with you. I feel sorry for you if you hate yourself. And obviously, we got a whole lot of folk who hate themselves. You got women who don't have a husband, don't have a boyfriend. They are putting all kind of plastic surgery on their face, on their butts, on their breasts, trying to be, I guess, accepted by themselves. They're trying to make themselves into their own image or something. I mean, what is going on? It's, it's epidemic. Women who don't have money are paying thousands of dollars to change how they look. And they come out looking like a clown. And then on top of that, listen to me, people. Anything you do to alter your body is going to impact you negatively in some way. God made you a certain way, and you need to stick with that way. That includes cutting off the eyebrows that God gave you and painting some on. Making you look like an alien at night when your friends pop up on you. Huh? I, you, 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 the eyelashes, the fake eyelashes, and all of that. You are hurting yourself for no reason. And some of you, you don't even have a man interested in you, and you're doing it. You say, well, that's the reason why I'm doing it. But see, here's the thing, baby. Once you get him or hook him, that's what he's going to want all the time. And that's not you. I don't know who you are, but that's not you. You need to stop it. And love yourself. Like Justin Bieber told you to do in another context. But nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife. That means the husband leaves his father and mother, and the wife leaves her father and mother. You may not like it, but that's how it ought to be. 
and 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 you don't need daddy and mama with what y'all want to do as young people. You don't need them around. They don't need to be in the same house. You can look in front of each other. Because your parents see you one way, and guess what? Your children see you one way. And that's all they want to see. They don't want to see nothing or hear nothing else. No, sir. You get your own house, get your own place. And they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ in the church. Amen and amen. God bless you. We must move on. Let's pray for other families and for other people. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation, Lord, of all families that are lost this Easter weekend, this Good Friday. And Lord, I pray for the revival of those Christians who are saved with their backslidden and cold-hearted. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent for those of us who are saved. And then, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would have mercy and grace upon us as your uh, Christian people. Forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are lost in the ministry of government, revive those who are saved, and Holy Father God, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who don't know you. Lead God and direct them in the path and in the way that you want them to go so that we may lead peaceful lives. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect and provide for and bless all of your uh, children who are being persecuted around the world, 142 killed last night in Nigeria. Comfort those families as only you can. Comfort the families in the Ukraine as well and in other places around the world. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for all other governments around the world. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost and the revival of the saved. We also pray now, Lord, for uh, not only for the millions of people who, are being, uh, who have suffered and who are mourning and grieving because of the coronavirus plague, 
But Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Jeffrey Lane Weems. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Emory Jackson Wilson III. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia teacher Ruth Magdalene Wilson. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia veteran Randolph Winstead. And then, Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Henry Clifford Wilkes. And we commit all of these souls into your hands. And, Lord, uh, draw them to yourself for salvation. And, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years and for the people who are sending in prayer requests today. Please hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. Thank you for giving us a heart and mind to faithfully pray for all of these people uh, by name and for their specific needs repeatedly. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray now for the salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of these uh, uh, thousands of folks and these new people. We pray for Tammy. Please bless her with a financial miracle. We pray for Ravi. Please heal his father from low blood pressure, heart disease, and infections. Give him good health. We pray for Nita for the gospel links she posted to result in countless salvations. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Please heal Brother Timothy's pancreas kidneys, sugar levels, and other organs, and have him to live. Bless his surgery. Provide for them during drought and famine. Provide them with fuel. Bless them as they fast and pray. Use them for your glory, that others may come to know your Savior. And Lord, we pray for people who have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. Lord, who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry, we pray for Carlos, Alajid, Keith, Arakavan, and Pat. And Lord, we pray for people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray for uh, Dixon, Teresa, Suzette, Anna, and Isaac. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, we are still in the When I Survey the Wondrous Cross Holy Week series, and that will continue tomorrow if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. 
And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart I declare to you that based upon the Word of God the Holy Bible that I just shared with you you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven welcome to the family of God dear friend I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. 